One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Oh, so that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And dating people after two, three, four weeks, multiple people is okay in your book, kind of, if you knew about it. Yeah, but let them know. I don't know. It's like, uh, are we going out? Do you want to go out? If you don't want to go out, I'm just going to probably talk and hang out with a few other girls as well. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. End of. Right, and we have to wrap up. So in a moment, <clears throat> we have to wrap up in a moment, but let us know your thoughts on this. Last piece of advice for Liam, who's dating two girls, the two girls on the go. And I know so many people do this. There's definitely someone listening to us right now and they're like, well, two lads on the go, two girls on the go. Um, what would you say? What what would you say? What what should he do? In your opinion, do you think it's disgusting, like Phil said, and it's immoral? So many people are like, that happened to me, and I just wasn't happy with it at all. Um, or is it okay? Is it just 2021? What do you think about the situation, quote-unquote, Liam, fake name, not his real name? Uh, he's listening this evening, so words of advice from what does he need to do, in your opinion? 87 We have to wrap that up, read out the last couple of messages. Next, we'll have music from Ed Sheeran as well. Afterglow on F1. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Good evening, or good night, I should say. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Take a seat, come on in. We have to wrap up this uh, message we got in from Liam, not his real name, but he's got two birds on the go at the one time, and this has been going on for what he says has been about six months just dating. They've never had conversations, either of them, or any of them, about whether or not they're in a serious, committed relationship, and he wants to know, <laughs> what does he do now? That life will probably be going back to some sort of normality, and how does he manage having two birds on the go at the one time? Yeah, now we've got really interesting messages coming in here. Someone has said, I think men are the ones lacking commitment more than women. They just want a bit of fun. They don't seem to want to work at relationships anymore. He needs to pick one. It's not fair leading two girls on. I wouldn't be comfortable dating more than one person. Now, I have to say, right, I don't agree that there are obviously certain men and certain women who you know, are afraid of commitment and that want to play around and whatever. But I do think you attract what you, what's the word? Like, you know, if you are putting out certain Manifesting, you're manifesting. Not even manifesting. I'm not trying to be airy-fairy here, but like, right, I'm not into one-night stands, yeah? Yeah. I've never come across, I've never dated anyone. And it's not because I've been searching for them. I've never dated someone that's been like that. You know, any relationship I've been in, has been committed a committed relationship they I've never been 
a jealous person I've never been cheated on that I obviously that I know of but like you know you feel like you kind of know someone don't yeah. tr- I don't trust anyone 100% I never would I'm not stupid in that regard but you do tend to get back what you give do you know what I mean like if you put out that you are going to seep around and you're going to you, you reap what you sow kind of thing yeah I do think so so I don't I don't throw all men under the same brush and go you're all scumbags you're not I've been with many lovely men so we've had a number of messages in from girls who have been who are currently dating two guys. Mm. Uh, so th- where was that message? Because they, they followed up with it. I want to read out a little bit more. They got with it. Uh, so it's a divorce one. No, as a girl, I've been seeing a few guys at the same time for months, and the others didn't know. Uh, I'm. Oh look at this. We tried to get her on. Okay, got to keep my options open and have a backup. Tried to get them on their message in saying, I'm too scared one of the lads would recognise my voice, to be honest. I was seeing one of them for six months and around three months in, I started seeing someone else. We'd never spoken about being serious, so I don't think it's a problem. I just think you're trying to just cover up for the fact that you know you're doing something wrong. I'll like, if you were to be honest, do you think the other guy would have stayed around? Three months into I a relationship. Think- Sorry, if you were three months into a relationship, if you found out after six months that the bird you were seeing, after three months of seeing you, was seeing someone else... Yeah, I'd, like, honestly, I, w- I wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't be happy, no one because would. Because you just feel like, oh, you're not good enough. I feel like an idiot, though. You'd just be there going, oh, you don't think I'm good enough? Hello, darkness, my old friend. And I think that... I, look, I'm just putting this out there. I don't think that in three or four years' time, you're going to have a fully committed person. I will be... <laughs> see, that would be a red flag straight away for me. I'd yeah. be like, right. Yeah, I think you're right, 100%. Um, let me see this message in. Sorry about the sister. My sister got out of an engagement and she has been seeing this guy who just got divorced. Uh, she broke off the engagement because the ex-fiancé was cheating on her. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. You're obviously going to take things a lot slower. And I'm sure the divorced guy, maybe he went through the same thing and that's what they're bonding over right now, but they're just keeping their options open. Because they're terrified of commitment because they've just been stabbed in the heart, the both of them. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, this one's interesting. He needs to be open with what he's looking for, whether it's a committed relationship or casual dating. It's not fair to anybody involved if all are loud or committed relationships, especially the two women involved. I'm from the US where I'm currently at, but that's my opinion. Yeah. So what are we telling him? He's a player. That's exactly what uh, Keith has said. He's a player. He is a player. So what are we telling him? What what does Liam need to do now with the two girls he's got on the go at the same time? Liam has got to be honest with the two girls he has on the go at the moment and say, because he's one of these guys, yeah, that's probably terrified to actually talk about how he feels. He's sweeping it under the rug, hoping that something will happen and miraculously one of them will just disappear or, you know, they're, they're both going well from. Yeah. And he can't decide. He is, as a lot of people are saying, a lucky guy. In my opinion, you're just a, an out and out. You know what? You have to be honest. Bad karma. Need to be honest with them. Need to say, listen, I do, either break it off with one of them if you don't want to be honest with both of them, break it off with one of them, say, sorry, this isn't working out, I want it. And don't say anything to the other one. Don't say anything to the other one. Or else, be honest. Or here's what you could do, Liam, for the crack, right? Organise a date Friday night Zoom with the two of them. Oh, don't do that. And then invite them all in. Be like, hey guys, little bit of news. You don't know her. You don't know her. But how about we try an open polyamorous relationship? Huh? <clears throat> Girl A and girl B have left the meeting. Like I wouldn't even be annoyed personally. Like if I find that out after six months. I uh, like I would just yeah, you're wasting your time, but I wouldn't be upset about that. Yeah. If someone cheated on me, I wouldn't be upset. I'd actually be like, 
all right, you're just an a-hole. Good luck. Bye. See you later. Uh, I'd you'd, never you'd cry. You'd cry. I actually wouldn't. You would. I wouldn't. I have this like. Are you trying to say if you me, marry, if you were like going out with someone for like five years and you God. were like soulmates and you loved each other? I, I swear to God, like I would look at them like they're a completely different person. I'd be like, oh, you're just one of those types of people. Okay, I don't like that type of person. See it. Ah, no, you'd be. I, I wouldn't. You'd cry. I'm telling you, now, I wouldn't. Are you trying to tell me you would never cry over a guy? Because that's lies. Because you've cried over guys before. I have when I was 15. Yeah, there you go. And then you buried all those emotions deep no, down, but I don't, far away. I don't, I don't go out with someone it's and obsess okay. over them and possess over them and, and put them on this pedestal Sasha, thinking they're the best thing ever. I don't. It's okay to cry. I never think it's anyone's okay. perfect. It's okay to cry. It's not your fault. But if I found out they cheated, I'd literally be like, lucky, <laughs> escape, the balls off. thank you, <laughs> good night. Uh, I meant to drop... What? Can you read that out? Right, Liam. The message oh, seems is, to be you just got to be a little bit more honest with uh, your relationship and kind of go. Chris on his um, beautiful quote. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, Chris yeah. knows what he's doing. Chris is a genius. He followed up. I meant drop the ride and go with the girl you get on with. Yeah, he just happened to have a really good quote as well on top of that. So basically, he's saying he should choose the girl he gets on with as opposed to the great ride. Would you? Who would you choose? The sex or the relationship? Oh, you choose the sex. What are you talking about? Yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have this choice to go with. Hypothetically, I would, Saoirse. Do you know what I'd find? I'd no, find someone an- that's into the, what I'm the into. Question. Minister Harris, the answer questions. the question. All right, stop avoiding. Stephen Donnelly, I know you're trying to say there's 31 days in June. They're not. Answer the question. They need to tick at least two boxes. Answer the question, They Saoirse. need to tick two boxes. What's more important? Obviously. The, <laughs> obviously. You don't want to be fucking lying next to somebody and they're not. We're just great friends. I want a spoon again tonight and we'll just go to sleep then with our hot water bottles. No, thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks for all those messages, Liam. It seems like you need to just wrap this one up. All right. Knock it on the head. Quite literally wrap it up. Pick one. Tell the two of them. And if you can get away with it and keep going. Don't as, keep as going. In, as I mean, if everyone is on the same page then and you can continue dating yeah, two people. If the two girls are like, oh, deadly. Yeah, she's hot. She's hot. Yeah. Why don't we all just be in a an open relationship here? Go for it. All right, but they're probably not going to say that. Right, okay. Um, cheers for that. Um, by the way, speaking about advice for your life, tomorrow night on the show at ten o'clock, Psychic Tools is back. That's when we take out our magic eight ball and our tarot cards, and we answer your most pressing questions about uh, your job, about your future, about your career. So, if you have any questions tomorrow night that you need answered about your own life and the situation that you're in, and you want advice from a magic eight ball because it's more accurate than a Stephen Donnelly, than a Simon Harris, than a Leo, than a Michal Martin, any of those people can't answer you simple questions. But uh, the magic eight ball and tarot cards can. That's tomorrow night at 10 o'clock you can get your questions in early anyway Ed Sheeran now after Glow you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 you know you want it we were just talking there if you've just tuned in about uh, Psychic Tools which we do on a Thursday evening we've got a magic eight ball in the studio and a tarot set of tarot cards and we basically answer questions about your future that you need answered we make sure that you do not rely on the government Neffet or Leo Michal Simon Harris Stephen Donnelly who haven't a clue what they're doing by the way and think there's 31 days in June but sure look anyway um, we let you ask questions of our psychic tools and it's usually an incredibly accurate way to predict your life and we got a message in a little bit earlier on about someone who did just that last week yeah we we get great feedback from our um Psychic Tools segment on the show. Yeah. Um, Mandy, do you remember Mandy last week? She asked about the date. Should she go on that date? Oh, there was a whole... Yeah, 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 yeah. Will she this was, guy be her soulmate kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So the Magic 8 Ball said right out no. 
uh, and then you gave a card reading and wasn't looking great. Oh no. Mandy has followed up. Okay. <clears throat> Hi lads, Mandy here. You did a psychic tools magic eight ball and reading for me last week over whether or not a date I had at the weekend would be worth my time. Right. Both the ball and card said no, it wouldn't be worth my time. I will never doubt your psychic abilities again. It was four hours of my life I will never get back. No. Two of those hours were spent in a queue for the public jacks and he was <laughs> the biggest whiner I've ever met in my life and seemed to think I was his babysitter. Is he for real? So thank you, Psychic Tools. Mandy. For warrant is forearmed. So Mandy, did you go on a date into the city centre on Saturday then and queue up the Stephen's Green Toilets? Because I went in for a little saunter around uh, and it felt like a festival on South William Street and Stephen's Green. But the, the queue for the Jacks, the new uh, toilets that they've installed at the top of Stephen's Green, was down past the taxi rank towards the Shelburne Hotel. It was insane. There must have been at least 200 people queuing up. No. Is that worth it? No, I would. And him just there moaning, never. going, This is shocking, isn't it? I hate this. Oh, Mandy. Oh, I feel so sorry for you now. We, we told you not to go on the date. Well, listen, listen. Yeah, there you go now, Mandy. So ask away tomorrow night if there's any other pressing issues you need. And uh, if you're in a similar situation to Mandy and you want some questions answered tomorrow night, uh, we usually do it around 10 o'clock tomorrow night on the show and you can ask away. Job done. Happy days. Uh, in other good news, we should mention, it's looking like from next Tuesday, hairdressers, salons, places of worship are going to be back opened by appointment only. Can I get my nails done? Yeah, it looks like you're going to be able oh to get your nails done. God. Do you know what I think they're starting to realise? What? Over the last, especially the last month, over the last two months, people have kind of been like, mm, yes, oh, lockdown. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, no, definitely not doing. Mm. The amount of people I have heard of who are getting their hair done in secret. Oh, yeah. Who are going to the gyms in secret. Stop it. Going to barbers in secret who were doing all these things that you're not meant to do yeah. and look at Stephen's Green on the weekend again which was chaos I know that was outside and the sun wasn't too bad and the cases are still going down I think the government are kind of like right this is happening anyway you know of course I mean? they are yeah. there's a few places open in town a few nail bars that are secretly open in town where the ladies are doing your nails in the dark yeah, going undercover I'm going to Paul Williams this and go undercover dun, 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 dun. oh no it'll be like more of a, a CSI kind of thing you just burst in the door and they're all in the dark going no no yeah. we'll stop it we'll stop nails it. everywhere and then you finish with the old cheesy line where it's like well we'll be nailing you with the law <laughs> I, I actually pulled the CSI music because uh, do you see what they're doing in Leitrim by the way do they do anything poop. in Leitrim wait no um, CSI Leitrim they are going to be DNA testing your dog if you don't pick up the dog poop they've nothing better to do lads come on like most people will pick up after their dog is it that because I don't think it's been that bad I haven't stepped on poop touch wood in in years and I remember as a kid Mm. it was happening like once or twice a week yeah same yeah you know and you'd be going in and the the worst thing that happened was my cousin at my uncle's funeral stepped on crap on the way into the church walked across the pew the kneely thing I thought it was called the, the Neely thing The pew I think it's the pew mm. Might be wrong Anyway He mm. walked across the Neely thing Spreading the dog poop Across the, the Neely thing Knelt in the dog poop oh, Mid funeral no. Sat back up And everyone in the row Was suddenly like Trying to be all serious And then just got <laughs> What in the name of God is that And then we realised that He had knelt In the dog poop That he walked in In the church And then we all had to try And pretend as if We weren't laughing We had oh, to do dear. that You know when you shouldn't be laughing In a certain situation It's worse You just want to laugh even more 
and try to turn it into tears. So you're doing that shaky back and forth laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you're just covering your hands over your face because you're going, oh, I'm crying, Matt. Don't worry about it. But um, what they're doing in Leitrim now, the county council in Leitrim, if they find the dog, dog poop, mm. they will take a DNA sample of the dog poop and then they will come up. If you're suspected of being the said, the, the, the criminal dog, they will take a swab of your dog's mouth and then compare the saliva from the swab to the poo and you can be fined up to three and a half grand. They have far too much time on their hands. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, I, I do like it. Ridiculous. I just don't know. Is it that bad? Is dog poo that bad in, in Dublin at the moment? I see an awful lot of people picking up after their dog. So yeah. I'm like... I, I think it's pretty bad. I don't think it's in, in good nick now, to be honest. Like, I do see it, especially dogs that do it, like, on the path. Yeah. But do I don't. I haven't seen that in quite a while. Around where I am, a bit, like, yeah. Yeah. But would you go that far? You don't need to go that far, lads, do you? Maybe you do. It's going to be an intro. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Testing series, CSI Leitrim, they'll be going around just uh, serving up some rough justice. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be barking mad to not pick up after your dog. Oh God, okay. Yeah. Here all night. Sure. Uh, anyway, still to come on the show, if you've got one of those creepy, weird dolls in your house, like if you're listening to us in your bedroom and there's a weird, freaky doll you've had for years and one of its eyes is all wonky and it's just freaking you out, if you think it might be scared or you're too scared to actually throw it out because you might think it's bad luck, there is a group uh, online called Unsettling Toys and they run an adoption agency for creepy toys. They will adopt and rehome your terrifying, scary dolls. And we're going to be chatting to the owners, uh, Brian and Sarah next here. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104.
Yeah. It's room 104 at the Cormac Concierge here. Now, do you have any weird, creepy, terrifying dolls that maybe you were given as a kid that are just lying at the foot of your bed and when you wake up half asleep in the middle of the night, they're just staring at you and they always terrify it, making you think someone's in the house with you. What's going on with that? What can you do about that? Well, there's a very strange agency or adoption service that's been set up where two very kind people will come and rehome your creepy doll. They have a creepy doll adoption service called uh, Unsettling Toys. So if you have unsettling toys in your house, they will rehome them for you. And you can't just buy these. It's nearly like a full adoption process that you have to go through. Joining us from the Unsettling Toys uh, Creepy Doll Adoption Agency now is um, Brian and Sarah. Brian and Sarah, guys, thanks a million for popping on FM104. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's super exciting. Thank you. This is the most insane kind of agency I've ever heard of. Uh, Sarah, where did this come from? You know, it was actually Brian's idea. He was just hanging out one day and we were looking at some weird stuff that someone gave him and he, he was like, you know, we should really make a company that gives all the creepy stuff that everyone's afraid of to the people who really want all the really horrifying things. And then... Yeah, it it just kind of took off. So Brian, you obviously had this idea and then did you know it was going to work or did you have any idea how it was going to go? Oh, absolutely not. We um <laughs> I we had, you know, we had the idea and and then we just kind of started doing it as something to do together, you know, just kind of looking at we've always been interested in the creepy side of life, I guess. On my 50th birthday, we went to a, a play and met some of my friends out and she gifted me business cards and the website and all that stuff. And then so then it was on, you know, we had no idea how much of a response we'd get from people about it. There are a lot of people who want creepy toys. It is really it's a strange one because, you know, when you say it off the cuff, it's kind of like a half baked idea. We're like, oh yeah, that 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 would be hilarious. But as you said, it, it's kind of exploded. So, so what exactly is the service that you do if someone has either got a, a creepy, terrifying doll they want to get rid of, or they you know want to they want to own more of them? Like, what's the whole process that you take people through? Well, when someone's got something that's freaking them out, or you know, sometimes dolls will fall off the shelves at weird times, or that people think they see shadows in the corners where the dolls are kept. Um, you know, if there's something going on that scares them, then they'll reach out and email us. And we've been surprised by how all over the country and all over the world, actually, we get toys sent to us from everywhere. And some people are really secretive about it. And some people are are just really excited about it. And uh, but sometimes we do actual in-person removals um, in Oregon, in Portland here. Um, like we had someone the other day whose son was just terrified of her childhood doll and could not have it in the house. And uh, and so we went and met her and and took it um we also have a service where if someone if like there's a really creepy doll that the adults are not okay with and a kid or a pet is attached to it we can bring a substitution toy to sort of make that transition a little easier for them i have a porcelain doll that i was given as a child and it's terrifying looking but kind of like this i'm too afraid to throw it out because I have this idea in my head that it's going to haunt me and if I just discard of it it's going to come out of the bin and suddenly make its way back into my apartment so I'm sure you're hearing these I'm hearing these stories all the time you know that while I'm watching horror films which doesn't help matters either but you must get these types of people ringing you and contacting you all the time do you? 100% especially in the last couple days once we were kind of featured on that Vice video it's it's amazing I think that most almost everybody's had something in their childhood that they had that was passed down, you know, that's been in the family and it just is a creepy mess. So, you know, maybe it's a way for people to tell the story of the doll and not 
fill landfills full of uh, toys and and will be again people get very attached to their toys that they adopt we have people making custom outfits for them and buying special psychic reading sessions and like people really love their creepy dolls and often the more of a backstory it has uh the more people really want them you know it's a creepy doll adoption agency and people as you mentioned have stories about their creepy dolls what were maybe some of the creepier stories that you kind of discovered while doing this because there must be one or two ones when you were like hmm maybe this doll is haunted we had one where the family reportedly saw the doll walking down the hall on its own that one came to us very quickly. There have been a couple of them where damage has happened to the doll and then matching damage has happened to a human child. Like there was a broken leg, there was a, a bonk on the head. And so people do not want things in their house that they feel maybe unsafe to their kids. And so I think those are the scariest sorts of stories. And we actually disclaimer those on the website. And like when we're rehoming them, we make sure that ones with the really scary stories um, go to people who are comfortable with that sort of thing. And have a little bit of experience. We don't tend to interpret the stories ourselves. We just pass on the stories and the beliefs that come with each doll because there's so much variation in people's interpretations of things. And are the older ones more valuable? Like, do you have to have a description with your doll when you're giving it up? We're probably not doing this the right way in that in that we're not complete doll experts. So we get some old stuff sometimes. We don't exactly know like it's historical value or or uh, things like that. So we're working on that bit uh, to Descriptions of it would be great. You know, they can send pictures and, uh, you know, any sort of story. I think it's a story driven business, Mm. you know. We value them more for their history and their stories than their value as an object. Like doll collecting is so complex. I did not know that before we started this. Um, We actually got in really big trouble with a few of our clients the other day because we rehomed a, a German doll that was about 150 years old. And people were like, oh my gosh, that was so rare. But like, it went to someone who loves it and just treasures it. And we're we're completely happy with that. We're not in the business of selling dolls. We're in the business of rehoming unsettling. You're going to have to start adding some zeros to the services that you provide with these uh, antique dolls. What is that? A quantity based mm. business, I guess. <laughs> hey, where are you going from here? I know you said during the like this started before the pandemic. Have you noticed a rise in the amount of dolls being given up or rehomed in the last kind of year? I think so. Um, I think that uh, people have a lot of time to like kind of look up weird things on the computer. So <laughs> and we're one of those weird things, I suppose. And um, also people have had more time to sit in their house and be watched by these things. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of emails here just like get this thing out of here, you know. Um, it, it is strange and for whatever reason dolls can be so creepy and upsetting and terrifying especially you know as you said maybe it's just that they're placed above you and sometimes looking down on you and freaking you out but the people who are adopting these terrifying dolls and want the scariest ones with the scariest stories are they I don't want to say normal people but are they kind of like what kind of people are they that are interested in this, in this stuff I mean you say normal people uh, I think like <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about normal people <laughs> now like wide variety for our clients that tend to ask for confidentiality. We give all our clients confidentiality, but some of them, like we've gotten a few where they would not even share the backstory of the doll until it was, you know, safely at our house. And, and, and then some people are like outgoing about it. Like this has a demonic possession. 
possession and I want to go live with another doll that also has a demonic possession so that they can be demons together or, you know, like there's there's a really <laughs> wide variety of how comfortable people are um, and also wide variety of people's um, personal beliefs about the supernatural. And have you ever got like angry clients that are saying, you told me this doll was possessed or its last owner was saying it was following me around or whatever it might be and they've done nothing for them? Haven't, you know, partially because we just don't, we just send the stories on, you know, we're not here to uh, to say anything's uh, possessed or or with spirit. So we haven't gotten that. And, and a lot of it is just people tying into their childhood, you know, like I had that thing a hundred years ago when I was a baby, you know, and, and so we get a lot of that. I, I think that's how yes. things kind of look all the time. You know, it, it's, it's, that's a really interesting part. A lot of nostalgia wrapped up in this. Yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, the doll you would have had, well, for me, when I was kind of three or four, it was like this doll called Baby All Gone. And I have never seen it since. So I think if I seen that being kind of advertised somewhere for up for adoption, I would totally want it, you know, just because it's a good memory to have. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, and like you were saying that porcelain, is that the porcelain doll you had? No, that's a separate one. That's the one I want to get rid of. Okay. Yeah. The porcelain <laughs> dolls are incredibly creepy. I'm looking at a few right now and, and, uh, they they're just, looking at you. They're mm. looking at me. Yeah. They have those, those kind of like the porcelain ones have these beautiful eyes generally, you know, and, and they're just, they just stare right at you and, and it's just unnerving. So then where do you guys stand on your own personal beliefs when it comes to the paranormal? Because you're kind of dipping your toe into it and obviously speaking with people who would be fully fledged believers in demonic possessions, but would you entertain any of those beliefs yourselves? I am open to all sorts of possibilities. I am learning a ton through this process, but um, I always sort of take the view that there are a lot more things going on than science, you know, many people are aware of. And so I I just listen to everybody's stories and I I don't discount any of them. We have definitely seen some weird stuff and heard some weird stories since we started this. And I think that I'm I've been called more of a scully. Hmm. But I'm learning. I I think that I didn't grow up in a spiritual home. And so I am learning quite a bit about uh that side of life and it's uh it's been a, an interesting ride. And obviously if you're doing uh, deliveries and stuff if someone has has a creepy doll right now in their bedroom and they're listening to us and they're nearly afraid of going to sleep and they would like to get rid of it. You're accepting dolls from all over the world to be rehomed, I take it. Yeah, we get them from all over. It Shipping can be expensive when they're large and fragile, but we will often send people a little bit of money to help with shipping costs if they're going to send us something. And yeah, we get them. We get them from all over and we rehome them to all over. It's yeah. absolutely bonkers to me. People from like Shanghai will want a toy that's been found in the Pacific Northwest, you know, that that was locked in a, uh, a closet because people were scared of it for so long. And and yet they, you know, they want that. And that's, I think it's a fantastic thing. Well, and there's a whole other part of the business that's really interesting is um, a group of toys from Pastor, actually, who sent them to us because they really liked our message of acceptance and inclusivity. Sometimes our clients will find toys that they can see a little bit of themselves in and sort of loving something because of it quirks and flaws rather than despite them is is kind of a neat message and we see quite a few people who are interested in it in that sort of way and again for someone listening right now who wants to get rid of a creepy doll or who wants to adopt a creepy doll has a whole massive interest in building up their stock of creepy dolls Uh, Sarah the best website to find you guys on is unsettlingtoys.com also our Instagram at unsettlingtoys uh, is a good place to communicate with us brilliant thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us tonight thank you Uh, and on the way next here on Room 104 what does it mean when you dream about cheating on your other half are you a scumbag
we'll find out next year on F104. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Sergio here. Hope you're well. Now, be honest, have you ever dreamt about cheating on your partner? Have you ever dreamt about being with someone else, being bold in your dreams, and then maybe you woke up feeling like a scumbag? Maybe you woke up feeling as if you had cheated on them, and maybe you questioned your entire relationship. But what exactly does that mean why do you dream about maybe playing away from home the odd time? And is it something you should be worrying about? Well, joining us now to explore that a little bit more is a best-selling author, a dream expert. Her book is is one of the, the most highly ranked dream books in the world. It's called The Dream Dictionary from A to Z, and it's regularly a bestseller. But joining us now on the show to talk about more, you're unfaithful in your dreams. Teresa Chung, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. Now, I absolutely love anything to do with dreams or nightmares in this case, because I don't tend to dream or remember dreaming that much. But there have been occasions where I've woken up and gone, oh, God, in a panic thinking I've cheated on him. I've definitely cheated on him. It was so real. Do you know, I've had so many messages coming in, especially during lockdown about this with relationships have been put to the test. So please don't worry. It's perfectly normal. It's perfectly human. It's what human beings do. And it's nothing to worry about unless it becomes obsessive. And night after night, you're having these steamy dreams. And during the day, you're also thinking about um, affairs or cheating. It's nothing to worry about if it's just now and again. So I suppose the question then is, why? Do we have any idea as to why you would dream this in the first place? You dream this because you're a human being and human beings are curious by nature. So we're just testing ourselves. We're adventuring in our dream world and it's perfectly normal and fine. But most often, more often than not, the person you have an affair with in your dream represents something that you need to learn, that you need to grow, that you need to integrate into your own personality. It's not actually them. It's what they represent to you. It's all about growing in self-awareness and self-understanding. That's why dreams are so amazing tools for personal growth and transformation. And I talk a lot about this in the podcast I was invited on by Alex Morgan in your dreams, where we talk to celebrities about their dreams. And it's a way of really getting to know them on an intimate level, because when people share their dreams, I mean, what you just did with me just now, it's so touching. You're sharing a piece of your soul without realizing it. It's fascinating. Um, Is there any truth behind a specific dream though if you do dream about something in particular you know do you maybe fancy that person do you maybe find that your situation might be very stressful because of that thing that's reoccurring in your dream or is it just random it's not random your dreaming mind is super clever and it chooses symbols that are going to speak to you your dreaming mind every night is crying out for you to understand it better because every time you understand a dream symbol whether that be a person or a thing or an experience in your dream you are understanding something about yourself and the journey of our lives is to understand ourselves better and our dream are trying to help us do that. And the reason they use cheating and affairs and sex is because that's on our minds a lot. So it knows it's going to speak to us very clearly. So when we wake up, we're going to think, oh my goodness, what was that about? Just you wondering what it was about is enough 
it, it's the dream has done its work because you're thinking deeply maybe about your current relationship about your feelings you're thinking clearly about something you're not just going on autopilot and that's what your dreams want you to do they want you to go and find out what lies beneath because we're also fascinating underneath what we show to the world because our dreams you know when you go into your dreams you really are going into a hall of mirrors you're dreaming every aspect of yourself and I know that's a really difficult thing to understand because people think of it very much in waking terms and you know something happening whatever happening but you really are dreaming yourself it's your inner landscape and all these are symbols and aspects of things within you most of the time it's fears because we have a lot of fears as human beings and our dreams are trying to help us release these negative feelings and anxieties by by creating storylines it's cathartic so we can release them but if you do have a dream affair and you're listening to this please don't worry, you are not a bad or a terrible person. First of all, you're a human being, it's fine. Only worry if it's obsessive and night after night. Okay, what then, I've had this situation happen recently when my other half, my fiance, has woken up from her dream where she dreamt that I was cheating on her in her dream and then I get in loads of trouble for this imagined dreamed affair that I didn't even have. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. And um, first of all, it's much more common to dream that other that your partner is cheating than for you to dream that you're cheating yourself. And that's because we, we are insecure by nature. A lot of people, you know, even if you're in a very in, in happy relationship, you're going to wonder. And it, the chances are, if she's having those dreams, that she feels a bit like that maybe you've had other preoccupations, not an affair, but maybe your work or an interest or a hobby or something you've been really drawn to. And she the focus has gone off her a bit that's what she's role-playing in her dream her anxiety about that because we all want everything to be about me 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 and what you don't realize is actually your dreams are about me 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 pay attention to your dreams more because it's all about you it's all about where you are in your life your fears your anxieties your hopes your dreams you can learn so much about yourself and your, your partner dreaming that was simply her thinking I want more attention that's all it is really more focus back on me right make me the center again <laughs> make a note of that is there a way to control your dreams as well like can you maybe eat some specific foods before you go to bed I have a friend who's like if I have cheese I do actually have nightmares now I eat cheese sandwiches most nights before I go to bed and I don't have nightmares. Is there any truth in any of that? There is truth in that. Nutrients do affect your dream life. But again, um, you're probably, they just make it more vivid. You're having these dreams anyway. You wake up and certain nutrients can increase dream recall. So what they're doing is increasing, not your dreams, but your recall of them. Because every single night when you go to bed and sleep, you will dream. Most of us don't remember these amazing messages from our unconscious. However, certain foods, in particular B vitamins, actually, that's as they're been studies to show that B vitamins, B, B vitamin complex, B6 in particular, can boost dream recall. But in terms of controlling your dreams, we're now going into the world of lucid dreaming, which is beyond exciting. That's the ability to know you are dreaming when you're dreaming. The movie Inception in 2010 made that iconic, that idea that you can actually create the world of your dream. And yes, you can. It takes time and patience, but you can learn how to do that. And I'm telling you, once you do learn how to do that, <laughs> you never want to go back it's the most mind-blowing experience of all time where you can be and do anything it's infinite possibility 
and creativity there. Can you lose the dream? Not, I mean, not as much as I'd like. Um, um, you know, I, I can every month or so I, I'm able to have an episode of lucidity. Um, I don't tend to yet be able to control it, but I'm aware that I'm dreaming. So I kind of enjoy the experience and allow the dream to happen. And I know it's a dream. And when I wake up in the morning and I've had one of those dreams, I feel like literally I can fly. It's so exciting because it shows us that we just don't know about the extent of the the human mind and what we're capable of there's so much about us that we don't know and that ability to lucid dream which more and more people are actually getting interested now and if you watch the netflix series behind her eyes that kind of um uh, shone a spotlight that on on that as well there's increasing interest in lucid dreaming I really want to try and dream more or remember my dreams a little bit more because as I said, I I only ever really dream when I'm having a nightmare, you know, or remember it when I'm having a nightmare. And I don't know if you, you know anything about this, but like certain clothes I wear to bed make me more susceptible to nightmares. If I wear short sleeved tops and I maybe have a chill on my arms during the night, I always wake up having a really vivid, horrible nightmare. Well, the problem, if what it is, is you're not as comfortable. If you're wearing something that you don't feel comfortable in, you're going to have a more disjointed sleep. And when you have disrupted sleep, actually, you're more likely to recall your dreams. That's that's how, you know, dream recall can be boosted actually by disrupted sleep. And that's why during the lockdown, so many people were dreaming more vividly and frequently it was dubbed the lockdown dream phenomenon, it's because we were having disrupted sleep and our sleep schedules were changing. That's why you tend to dream more on holiday as well, um, because you're having a different time zone or whatever. So all these things can increase your your ability to remember your dreams. But if you're going to bed feeling, um, you know, dreams do reflect your state of mind. And if you're going to bed feeling, oh, this is scratchy or I'm cold, of course, that's going to be mirrored in your dreams, because your dreams do comment and continue your waking life. I see it as one continuous thing. I have my waking life and I have my dream life. And it's it, it's it's my consciousness just in one state of reality, then entering another another state, a different state. It's continuous that I don't see the two of them separate. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be like, is this a dream now? It'll be like the end of that Inception movie. We won't know what's awake, what's asleep, what's going on. Well, isn't that a magical way to live? Um are you, uh, you know, a man dreaming you're a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming you're a man? This is age old. And um, I think it just makes life so exciting because we don't realize, you know, we spend about a third of our lives asleep. But actually, for me, given the work I do, I'm a dream decoder and author. That's the most exciting part of my life. I definitely need more of that. <laughs> we need to tap into this Cormac now. You're way better at this than I am, though, in fairness. Yeah, I do. I've, I've a lot of mad ones. We get a lot of texts and anytime we talk about, you know, dreams and speak to people like yourself, there's always the dream to come through that people are wanting to know what the hell does this mean um, back to school and the teeth falling out are generally our naked in public are usually ones that constantly come in Absolutely. There's the top 10 dreams I write about them. I get asked so many times when I do um, appearances or talks, you know, that always comes up teeth falling out. It's about fear of um, how you look. It's about appearance. It's about um, going from one stage of life to another, because when you're a child, you, um, you know, you, your baby teeth fall out. It's also can be about how you express yourself. You know, it tends to be about communication as well. That's what you've got to look into. Being naked. Anytime you're naked in a dream, it's obvious you feel vulnerable. You feel exposed in some way and you have got to be a detective and find out in your waking life what your dreaming mind is drawing your attention to another very common dream is falling that means feeling unsupported and a lot of us are feeling that right now with the pandemic so not surprisingly falling dreams have been increasingly common most of our dreams actually do tend to be sort of fear anxiety based because 
The dreaming mind works like an internal therapist. It tries to help you deal with these anxieties in your dream state so that you don't have to do them so much in your waking life. So if people could just think about that when they do wake up with a nightmare, to not think of it as an enemy, but as a friend, as a gift. Your nightmare is is trying to help you role play, cathartically deal with, express all these negative feelings and fears so that in your waking life, you've done it in your sleep. If If you kind of understand what I'm trying to say, every single dream symbol, even the nonsense is a gift. It's not nonsense actually you just need to understand how to work with it and the best way to work with it is to start thinking in symbols and metaphors the language of the dream is the language of symbol and metaphor everything represents something and you as the dreamer are the best person to understand what that symbol means and you need to start you know um, researching it and and thinking about well if I dream a lot of cats what do cats mean to me what do I need to bring into my life maybe a bit of mystery if you don't like cats is it because you've maybe um you know you're not not um you know what i'm trying to say is that every every dream symbol is personal so mm. think about your association i write about the common the universal associations for example if you dream of a dog that tends to be loyalty unconditional love etc but for people who fear it can mean aggression it can mean something different so the best person to interpret your dream is yourself but What you can do to help you become your own dream decoder is every morning just spend a few minutes writing it down. Even if it's absolute rubbish, makes no sense. Then later in the day, look at it. And nine times out of 10, you're going to find that there's some hidden message in there. There's something valuable for you to help you in your waking life. Because you see, nobody really knows why we dream. It's not just the brain offloading or, you know, downloading is often thought. It's far, far deeper and more complex than that. Nobody knows for sure why we sleep or even why we dream. But research shows that people who do regularly recall their dreams tend to have decreased anxiety and depression. So I've come to the theory, it's my opinion, not fact, that we actually sleep because we need to dream that it's dreams that are keeping us alive. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm in a terrible state now. I don't remember any of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Getting worried about Saoirse now. I'm like, are you okay? There's a reason for that. You're probably super busy, which is appropriate for your age and stage in life. You're probably super busy and and your waking life is, is so crowded that you, you haven't got time in the mornings. But I bet if you days break or went on holiday and had a slower morning that those images would come to mind and when they do treasure them because they have something really valuable to say and if they are frightening don't be scared it's just your dreaming mind screaming at you saying look you've ignored me long enough I'm gonna you know use some tough love now and send you a really scary symbol so that you take notice of what I'm trying to say to you love it just just decode me understand me and every time you do that you're understanding yourself better. And that's why we're here on this planet, I believe, is to most of us don't really understand ourselves at all. And dreams help us grow in self-awareness. Well, listen, um, that's uh, our homework done for the evening now. We can go to sleep after the show. Make sure you write down all the uh, crazy dreams you had in the morning. But if you want to delve a little bit deeper, you can uh, check out uh, Teresa's book. It's called The Dream Dictionary. You can find it on all the usual good places or check out our website, TeresaChung.com. Um, but listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. We could spend um, the rest of the night talking about this and not get any sleep at all. But thanks a million for popping on F104. And do watch Inception too. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And that is the end of the show here Wednesday on uh, Room 104. Cheers for tuning in. Tomorrow night on the show, as we mentioned a little bit earlier on, if you have any pressing questions about your future that need to be answered, great news. 
Anything at all that is on your mind, get it into us, just like Mandy did. And um, she shouldn't have gone on that date last week. No, she, uh, we told her not to. The psychic tools that we have, our magic eight ball and tarot cards, predicted that she shouldn't go on it. And she had an awful, awful, terrible time. So listen, Psychic Tools is back tomorrow night. We'll be doing it from 10. The uh, Pandemic 2021 remix of Maniac 2000. It's up on YouTube and on F104's Facebook page. If you want to tag your mates in it or share it or listen to it again, job done. Cheers for tuning in this evening. And as always, Ihawa. talk to you tomorrow night from 9. Cheers. Take care. Bye now. Bye. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.